0: I just want to welcome you all tonight. It's good to see your smiling faces coming out on a Wednesday night. Man, you must be hungry for the Word of God. Um, And we're going to open the Word of God tonight. We're going to hopefully learn a few things. How many of you guys were here last week? Quite a few. How many of you weren't here last week? I should ask that. Okay. A few of you. Well, you missed quite a service. Um, Pastor Glenn was preaching. He was talking about our confession and about how faith and our confession work together. Um, I I went home that night thinking about it all the way home and just meditating on what was said and even Amy got up and shared a testimony. It was just, it was phenomenal. If you weren't here, go on YouTube or Facebook and watch it because it was awesome. You know, but he was talking about how our faith and our confession, how they work together and I I had this vision of a team of horses. You know, and you can have a team of horses, you know, uh, pulling a plow or pulling something heavy but if you only have one of the horses pulling and the other one's kind of dragging his feet or trying to go in a different direction, it makes it a lot harder to move that load. You understand what I'm saying? And what Pastor Glenn was sharing was how our confession and our faith need to come together. And when our confession and our faith come together, it's like both of those horses pulling that load in the same direction. And things begin to move. Amen? They begin to move. And I just got so blessed about that. I even woke up a week ago, last Wednesday night, in the middle of the night, and I'm just thinking about all that stuff, all that was said and all that was shared, and I'd love to rehearse some of that with you, but then I would run out of time. So um, you'll just have to watch it on YouTube. It's it's awesome, okay? So I suggest you do that. Um, But then I was kind of, I had something kind of in mind I wanted to share with you tonight, but then... I really kind of felt like the Lord was moving me in a different direction, especially after last Wednesday, and I thought, you know, I can either do what I want or do what he wants, you know, and it's always better to go with him. He, believe it or not, he is smarter than us, you know, and I found that to be true and uh, a lot smarter than I am. But, um, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs that a man makes his plans, but his steps are ordered by the Lord. So you've got to remain steerable if you're going to fulfill what it, he has asked you to do. So what I would like to share with you tonight, and I think this will go well if you were here last Wednesday night with what Pastor Glenn was sharing, is um, I want to talk to you a little bit about our boldness. You know, um, in the times and in the, in the day that we live in, we're going to have to become bolder. Amen? Um, and when I say boldness, I'm not talking about some kind of arrogant or haughty attitude. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, the definition for boldness is, is defined as being fearless or showing or, or requiring a fearless, daring spirit. In other words, it's, it's being fearless, not fearful, which you see so much of nowadays. A lot of what you're seeing nowadays with all this fear and everything is because people have lost their boldness. They're no longer bold for the truth. Instead, they're cowering in fear. And um, so I just felt led that we were supposed to maybe um, open that up and talk about it a little bit tonight, about our boldness. In Proverbs 28.1, it says, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Uh, did you know that God created us to be bold? He created you to be bold. He didn't create you to be intimidated. He created you to be bold, um, you know, even, even at the beginning of time when God created Adam, he, he told him to be fruitful and multiply and have dominion. Well, you can't have dominion if you're, if you're bathed in, in, in insecurities, right? You know, people that have dominion, they, they, take, they take on whatever the task is. They're bold in what they're doing, amen? So, um, but you know, when you know who you are, and whose you are, boldness will rise up within you and then you will become fearless. Um, a good example, for me anyway, I think of my oldest son. His name is Andrew. And um, he is probably the most fearless person I've ever encountered. He, he just doesn't even know the meaning of fear. And uh, sometimes he scares me, to be real honest. <laughs> Because he's just totally fearless. He, he has a business uh, working on self, cell phone towers. That's what his, his business is. And he'll climb 500 feet in the air to change a light bulb and not think a thing of it, you know. And uh, so he used to send me pictures when he's up there of his truck on the ground, you know. It looks like one of them little Hot Wheels cars. You know, and, and I finally, or, or he'll have one of his guys take a picture of him. He has this... He has this whole harness apparatus on it, has a seat in it, and he'll, he'll be out on, a, on a, 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 a protruding beam off the tower, and he's just hanging out there in midair, you know, working on something. Of course, he's all snapped on with all of the, there's all kinds of safety things, but still, the thought, you know, you're three or 400 feet off the ground, you're just hanging out in midair, you know, but he's fearless, you know. And uh, and I know that's more in the natural sense, but God wants us to be fearless in the spiritual sense. The same way, He wants us to be able to trust Him to hold us up in our time of need. Amen. Um, so, God created you and me to stand in the face of adversity in total confidence. He created us to stand in the face of adversity in total confidence how many times in the gospels have, did you see jesus do that time and time again he is being onslaughted by the by those that opposed him and yet you know he's not even worked up about it he just he's he listens to the holy spirit he responds but he is not he is not uh, intimidated he is not he does not become fearful he is bold in telling the truth Amen, and that's, that's how he expects us to walk also, all right? Um, you know, he has placed the Holy Spirit within us, his Holy Spirit within us, to give us that boldness. You know, nowhere in the, in the word of God will you ever find where it instructs you to be intimidated or to cower or to retreat. You won't find that in the Bible. Um, and the reason is, is God doesn't know retreat. He doesn't have a reverse. You know, he is a consuming fire and he moves forward and he doesn't apologize to anybody. Amen? And his Holy Spirit is what lives within us. So we need to become, you know, all that he has created us to be, just like that song said, you know, and be bold and be courageous in all that we do. Um, One of the best examples in the Bible that I can find that, uh, concerning boldness is the story of David and Goliath in 1 Samuel 17. You know, this is, this is just like the story for boldness and courageousness in, in the Bible. You know, David um, said to Goliath, he said, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. And then what did he do? He picked up a bunch of stones, grabbed a slingshot, and ran toward the giant. He ran toward the giant, not away from him, but towards him. You know, and you know the story. I mean, uh, because of his boldness, God delivered that giant to, to his hands that day. Amen? Because David was bold enough to believe. He believed because he had a record with God. You know, he said, the Lord has given me the bear. He has given me the lion. And who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of a living God? And he was bold in his faith. And we can see by this example in the Bible what, what happened when, that, when he was bold in his faith. Well, what could happen in our lives if we become bold in our faith? God can move mountains. He can move anything. You know? and, and we've seen such a prime example last Wednesday night when Pastor Glenn and, and, and Amy were sharing about the birth of their youngest son, you know, it didn't, it didn't look good. You know, uh, it didn't look like it was possible. But as they remained bold in their faith and bold in their confession, God made the impossible possible. And he can do that for each and every one of us. He wants to do that for each and every one of us. Amen? All right, so let's keep moving. How am I doing? Oh, we're doing good. Okay, Um, I don't believe that that in this present times that we are living in today, and most certainly in the future to come, um, it's gonna, it's gonna require the church to rise up and become much, much bolder. Amen? Um, when it comes to the things of God and our stand for, for it, it's going to take some boldness. You know, I, I believe the days of, uh, spineless Christianity, they're over. Amen? They're over. Um, the time for some kind of milk toast religion, it's in the rearview mirror. You know, um, there's no more hiding in the shadows. You know, you either get in, get out, or you're going to get run over. You know, that's the world that we're living in nowadays. You know, and, and the world is not having any problem with uh, boldness. You know, they're not having any problem with you know, um, with their filth and their sin, it, they're becoming much bolder and much bolder and much bolder as the days go by. Um, we were watching, it's a Christian uh, news channel. I think it's called Victory News. I don't know if any of you have ever watched that. But they were having some kind of a pride day. I think it was in Seattle, Washington or... Yeah, Portland, Oregon, somewhere out there. I think it was Seattle, Washington. And believe it or not, there was this group of men, so-called men, riding bicycles in the downtown area through a crowd of people wearing nothing but a bike helmet. That's all they had. Nothing else. You know, it's like, you know, they're bold. They're bold for their sin and their filth, you know, so the church is going to have to rise up and and stand against that onslaught. You know, you know, it's like they came out of the closet and now they're not wearing anything they have in their closet. Amen. I mean, what what a deal. You know, uh, it's just it's sad. But um but you know that when you when you listen to the liar, when you believe the lie, you you you're empowered by the liar. And uh Satan is just he's pulling out all the stops because he knows his time's about up. And it is about up, you know? So in Isaiah 59, 19, it tells us when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. The Spirit of the Lord is the what? Holy Spirit, all right? And where does the Holy Spirit reside? It resides in you and me. It resides in the church, doesn't it? That's the standard that the Lord is talking about in this verse. He will hold up a standard against it. Can you imagine this world without the church in it? (sighs) Yeah, you think it's bad now. But, you know, we are that standard. But in order to be that standard, we have to be bold in our faith. We have to be bold in our confession. And we don't back down from a fight. Amen? We don't back down. Um, Okay, so, because... You know, it's because the only way we're going to curtail the flood of sin and the lies of the deceiver is if we're willing to stand firm for the truth of the uncompromising word of God. God's word is uncompromising. You know, um, every coach will tell you, whether he's a football coach, basketball coach, whatever, he will tell you that the best defense is a good offense. And it's time for the church to go on the offense. Amen? We've been playing defense too long, you know, and it's time for the church to rise up and take its rightful place that God has put us in. He says he's coming back for a triumphant church. He's not coming back for some weak church, some emaciated church. He's coming back for a a strong, powerful church, a glorious church. And so, we need, to, we need to build that into our spirit man and realize who we are in Christ and not back down and not, and not uh, cower under the onslaught of the world that's out there right now. So I just encourage you in that. Um, you know, there's an old saying that says, if, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. And, and that's what we're seeing across this nation. A lot of churches, they're falling for the lie. They're falling for the lie because they're not willing and bold enough to stand for the truth. And and we're not not gonna do that. I can guarantee you we're not gonna do that because I know our pastors. And we're not gonna do that. We are gonna stand for truth. You know, another another example of that is another situation that I heard about. I can't even remember where I heard this, but it it was out west somewhere. And they were having, a a church was having a, a face painting thing for the kids in a parking lot in their town and because they want to be inclusive they hired drag queens to paint the faces on their children now you talk about the blind leading the blind you know what does the Bible say they're all going to end up in the ditch you know that is is a blasphemy against the word of God against the Holy Spirit to do something like that but, you know, that was a church-sponsored thing. And it's and it just like, you've got to be kidding me, you know, that they would do that. So um, it's important that we, we continue to shine our light and shine it bright. It's a responsibility as the church to hold up a standard. We are to hold up a standard. Matthew 5.13 says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how can it season it is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Or you could say by the world. And that's what you're seeing happening. You know, the, the salt lost its savor and it ends up being trampled by the world. In other words, it starts looking like the world. Amen? So, so why, is, why does the Bible tell us we are, are, that is why the Bible tells us that we are in this world but we're not to be part of it. We can't be part of the, of the world and still be salt. Amen. We can't be part of the world and still be salt. All right. So, okay. So, anyway, the times that we're living in is going to require us to stand firmly for truth. But, you know, boldness isn't something we can acquire simply on our own, you know. And um, true boldness comes from a personal relationship with God and in the, abide, the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit within us. That's where true boldness comes. You know, we have an example in the Bible, of Peter, in the Garden of Gethsemane, um, you know, when Jesus said, you know, Jesus said he, that he must suffer, you know, and, and that he was going to suffer and that the, the shepherd was going to be slain and the sheep would be scattered. And Peter's response was, oh, oh no, Lord. He says, e- even if all the rest abandon you, I I will still stand with you. In fact, he said, I will die with you. And Jesus said to him, says Peter, he said, before before the cock crows in the morning, you will have denied me three times. And, you know, and I, I, I read that story, and I know that Peter's heart was willing, but his flesh was weak, you know. And so boldness does not reside in our flesh. It resides in the Holy Spirit that lives within us. And if we will tap into that, we will become bold. We will, we will do bold things. We will stand fearlessly in the, in the face of adversity if we allow the Holy Spirit to rise up within us. You know, and that's why Jesus told his disciples, that he said, do not depart Jer- Jerusalem until the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, has come. Um, in Acts 1.8, it says, then you shall receive power, and that, that word power has also been translated boldness. You will receive boldness when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You know, through the power of the Holy Spirit residing within them. And, and it's still true today. We still need that same Holy Spirit in order to be witnesses for, for the gospel, in order to stand for the truth. All right. Let's turn our Bibles to uh, Acts four. I got a little bit of stuff there. I wanted to read to you for a minute. Here's another example. This is that same Peter we just read about. All right. Acts four, starting with verse seven, it says, "And they." Let me preface this a little bit. What happened was in verse in chapter three, was uh, Peter and John were ministering the gospel. And um, there were being converts. There was 5,000 people that converted to, to the belief in Jesus Christ. They were pre- preaching the death, burial, of Jesus. And, and then at the same time is when they met the man at the gate called Beautiful, the lame man. And, he, and Peter said to him, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have I will give to you. Rise up and walk. Well, all this stuff going on caused a ruckus, okay? And... and the people to be found out about it. All right, so they they took them before the Sanhedrin uh, to the courts and they were trying them. So that's where we're going to pick this up in verse seven. It says, and they had set them in the midst and asked. They asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter filled. Get this. Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel. the chief cornerstone nor is there salvation in any other any other for there is no other name under heaven given by which men must be saved and then if you drop down to 13 it says now when they saw the boldness when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they had were uneducated and untrained men they marveled in other words they were shocked and they realized that they had what? Been with Jesus. In other words, the last time they seen this kind of boldness was when they faced Jesus. But that same boldness that was in Jesus was now in Peter and John. This ain't the same Peter in the Garden of Gethsemane. What happened? Well, there's a day of, there was the day of Pentecost when he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And from that day forward, he was, he was bold. He was now fearless because he was not doing it in his own self anymore. He was he was moving by the Holy Spirit that was within him, and that Holy Spirit within him is what enabled him to be bold and to be fearless. Okay, so then it says in fourteen it says, and seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. In other words, it silenced them. That's what boldness will do; it will silence silence them. You ever face the bully on the playground? He's a bully until somebody confronts him, until somebody gets in his face, and then all of a sudden he's not—he's not so tough anymore. Well, it's the same thing with the devil. You know, you you just got to get bold and get in his face and start speaking the word of God, and he will back off. He has to. He has to. If we drop over to verse twenty-nine in that same chapter, it says, "Now the Lord." Now, Lord, it says they're praying. Now, Lord, look at on their threats and grant your servants with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that the signs and the wonders may be done through your name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. Amen. Amen. When they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they spoke the word of God with boldness. So it's important that we continue being filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Okay. All right. I got to decide where I'm at now. Okay, I've done that, done that, done that. Okay. (laughs) Bear with me for a minute. All right. Um, We can walk in boldness because he is faithful. God is faithful. Amen. We learned that last week. God is faithful to his word. He promised to never leave us nor forsake us, didn't he? He promised to never leave us nor forsake us. He said he would uphold us with his mighty right hand. You know, but, you know, the, the thing is, is, we have to remember, Satan loves to try to contain us. He wants to limit us. He wants to contain us so that, that we don't walk in the freedom that, God is, that Jesus paid for. He doesn't want us being bold because that means we're going to multiply. Amen? Yeah. And he doesn't want us being bold. Uh, he doesn't want us being a witness. Okay? So, um, you know, and if you give him a foot, he'll try to take a mile. You know, that's why the Bible tells us don't give him any place. Don't give him a platform to work from. Because if you give him a foot, he'll try to take a mile. You know, you can't just say, well, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll yield to that, but no more. Because he'll just keep taking up ground. You know, that's, that's all he knows to do. You know, I think of it, I had this thought when I was preparing this lesson of um, this auditorium. I want you to think of this auditorium as empty. There's nothing in here. The pews are gone. The platform's gone. Piano's gone. Everything's gone. It's just one big, huge room. Okay? And everything that God has for you for your entire life, He has packed inside of this huge auditorium. You know, your family, your career, your, uh, your calling, your gifts, everything that He has provided for you, He has put in this auditorium and it's full. I mean, it's packed, almost to the ceiling, okay? And then he allows you to come in here and partake of everything that he's put in here, all right? But then there comes the devil along. He comes along and he starts intimidating you and he starts threatening you and he starts convincing you that what God has provided for you is not, not yours, you know, and that, that you can't do the things that he has called you to do. And he just keeps backing you up and he keeps backing you up and he keeps pushing you and he keeps threatening you. He keeps causing fear in you. And eventually he keeps pushing you until you end up in that little closet right over there with a no, with the black door on it. That's where he's got you stuck, okay? So now you're living in that closet and you know, you, you might peek out once in a while to see if he's there and maybe run out and grab something but then you run right back in there and lock the door, Because you're you're intimidated. You become fearful. And believe it or not, I have known people that have lived, and I'm talking Christian people, that have lived their lives in that closet and never tapped into all that God had for them. Oh, they might have had a little bit here and enjoyed a little bit there, but the the fullness of everything that God provided for them, they missed out on. Because they allowed intimidation and fear to, and for them to cower in front of that, and they ended up living their life in that closet I don't know about you and me you, but I don't want to live in a closet. I want everything that God is, has for me. I want everything that He has provided for me. I want to do everything that He has called me to do, and I believe you do too, don't you? Amen, amen. amen. all right, so you know um, so we need to we need to continue to walk in faith and in boldness and uh, not allow the enemy to, to push us back. Um, God has so much in store for you. God has so, so much in store for us uh, to live our life in a closet. Jesus paid too high a price for us to walk in fear or in, uh, in lack, you know, in doubt. He paid too high a price. He redeemed our life from the pit and he has set us in a high place. You know, he set us in a high place. Second Peter 1.3 says, By his divine power he has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us. He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. They're already ours, but we have to boldly claim them things. Um, We have to boldly stand in the face of adversity, refusing to be denied. And, um, you know, just like Pastor Glenn and Amy, they refused to be denied another child. They refused to be denied another child. It was their child. The Bible says that children are a heritage of the Lord. They're a heritage. They don't belong to the devil. They don't belong to the devil where they haven't been born yet, like in their case. And they don't belong to the devil if they've already been born. They're your kids. Amen? They're your children. They don't belong to him. But we have to boldly, just like they did, you have to boldly say, oh, no, you don't, devil. You're not taking our babies. You're not taking our children, you know, and you stand against it. Amen? Okay, so I hope I'm encouraging you to do that tonight because... It, this is really important, especially in the times that we're living in, because I, I just sense that um, we're in the last days. I mean, I think we can all agree with that. And, and the Bible says in the last days that He will give those that live for sin, that are serving the devil, He will give them over to a reprobate mind. Well, if you know what a reprobate mind is, it means a, a mind that is a, abandoned of any moral consciousness. And like that stuff that I was explaining to you earlier, those examples, that is, that is a people that is, has abandoned any kind of moral code. You know, there is no right or wrong anymore. And, um, you know, and, but, you know, so, but, you know, as the world gets darker, the light gets brighter. And I think sometimes we're, we're so concerned about the world getting darker that we forget to shine our light. You know, we don't have to try to drive the darkness out. We just gotta turn on the light. The light will drive the darkness out if we will turn it on and shine, amen? So don't don't worry about the darkness. Just turn on your light. You know, be bold enough to flip the switch, you know, and shine for Christ, amen? So um, I wanted to get this as a point I wanted to make sure I got across. When confidence through faith in him rises up within our hearts, it will produce boldness in our lives. And that boldness will provide us access to all that God has promised and provided. Amen? I'm going to read that one more time. I want you to listen real close to this. When, when confidence through faith in Him rises up within our hearts, it will produce boldness in our lives and that boldness will provide us access to all that God has promised and provided for us. And I truly believe that. You know, um, we won't be living in a closet anymore. You know, there's no time for closet Christians anymore. We've got to be bold and stand for truth. You know, that's the kind of boldness that David had. You know, he ran toward the giant. The woman with the issue of blood, you know, when she... Said within herself. That's one of my favorite passages in all the Bible. When she said within herself, that's, that's like the birth of faith. And then what did she do? She said, she said within herself, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And then what she do? She put action to that and she pressed forward and she pushed her way through the crowd until she touched him. And when she did, healing came. You know, she was bold enough to, to go for it. She was bold enough to go for it. And she got her, she got her prayer answered because she was bold enough. You know, and that boldness, uh, that is the same boldness that we need to have today. You know, it's not just something for back then. We need that same boldness today. All right? So, um, time is, I got 10 more minutes. All right, doing good here. Got just a few more things I want to share with you, and then I'm going to turn you loose. In Hebrews 10, 37, and 38, it says, For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and tarry no more. Well, we know who he is, the Prince of Peace, and he is coming, and he is not going to tarry much longer. But in 38, it says, now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul will, have not, will find no pleasure in him. We're not of those that draw back. We're not going to be of those that draw back. We are going to boldly press forward for the mark of a high calling which is in Christ Jesus, just as Paul said. Amen? We're going to press forward. Um, like I said earlier, God doesn't have a reverse. And he does not know defeat. He's never been defeated at anything. And because he hasn't be, been defeated, we don't have to be defeated. We can, we can walk in the strength that he has allowed us to walk in. Um, so you're going to be bold? Yes? yes? yes. All right. Um, you know, God never intended for us to be in some kind of witness program. You know what the witness program is that's that's when they hide you away you know until the court hearing so that nobody no harm can come to you uh, he didn't he didn't design us to be in some kind of witness program he decided us to go witness to the world right he to to uh, to go in all the world he, he designed us to be uh, commissioned us to go into the world and preach the gospel and make disciples of all men but in order to do that, we have to have boldness. We have to stand in boldness. We have to stand for truth. Amen? Amen. All right. Did you get blessed? Amen. Did you receive something? Amen. Good. That, that makes my heart happy. That makes my heart happy. What time is it? 7.52. I don't want to let you out too early, because I'm afraid if I do, you're going to go out there and get slimed. <laughs> <laughs> because I, that's what, the, I don't know if you knew that. That's what the kids are doing tonight. Uh, they're tossing slime around I guess I don't know but I think I think I'm gonna sneak out the side door and make a run from my truck just in case I, I don't want that didn't sound too bold did it <laughs> anyway all right praise God I think that's really all I had tonight I dumped the load on you um God loves you guys and he he has so much in store for us uh, as a church I believe he, the greatest days are still in front of us. And I believe he's going to add numbers to this church. I believe he has, um, we're going to see more miracles. You know, we're always wanting to, always, if you're a believer, you always want to see another miracle, you know. And, and when Pastor Glenn and Amy were talking last, last Wednesday, I think that's what blessed me so much. It's like, well, we don't have to go someplace to see a miracle. It's right here. You know, every time I look at that little boy, I think there's a miracle. He's here because God does miracles. He's still doing them. You know, and uh, he's still in the miracle world working business. So anyway, all right, we're going we're gonna to take up an offering. And I'm going to pray first. I, I don't know if I prayed at the beginning or not. I should have, but I don't remember if I did. But I'm going to pray now. So I'm going to pray that what I, what I spoke to you tonight will take root in your heart. Because if you allow that to take root in your heart, it will produce of its own kind. It will produce in your heart. It will produce in your life. And you will, you will glean the fruit from it. So, so meditate on those scriptures that we talked about tonight. And just make it up in your mind. From now on, I'm going to be bolder. I'm going to be bolder. When I have an opportunity to share the gospel, I'm going to share it. You know, when I, when I face adversity, I'm going to get up in the devil's grill and tell him what for. You know, I'm not going to back up anymore. I'm, I'm tired of, of living my life in reverse. And, and if you'll do that, I really believe God will, will show you some things and move you to a place where you've never been before. And I'm excited for you. I'm excited for all of us. Amen? So let's pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Father. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your grace. Father, we do thank you for your boldness. We thank you, Father, that we can... We can be bold as lions because we know who we serve. We know, Father God, that Jesus paid a price so we can walk in all the freedom that he has provided. He has already put the enemy under our feet. He has already put the enemy under our feet. And we stand before you tonight, Father God, and we give you praise and we give you honor. We thank you, Father God, that that Jesus is coming again, and he is coming back for a triumphant church. He is coming back for a triumphant church, Father, that is standing in truth, that is speaking your word, and that is walking in boldness. And we give you praise for that, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you will quicken our hearts and our minds, and that you will strengthen feeble hands, and that you will lift us up, Father God, as we continue to walk in boldness before you, Father God, that we will stand in your word and in your truth and defeat the enemy at every pass. And I praise you for that. I ask your blessing on the offering tonight, Father God, as we give, Father God, that you will multiply it. Father God, that you will meet the needs of this church, of this body, Father God. And we give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, ushers, you can serve the people.